The Mesa Chamber of Commerce Inside Business Podcast brings you a unique view of Mesa through its vibrant business community and the subjects that are important. The podcast is produced in the Mesa Chamber of Commerce Media Studio, sponsored by the University of Phoenix. Our podcast is hosted by Mesa Chamber of Commerce CEO Sally Harrison. Please enjoy this episode of the Mesa Chamber Inside Business Podcast. Hi, I'm Sally Harrison, the president of the Chamber, and today we have Larry Young back from Boiling Frog Development. Larry's an author, professional speaker, and a business development strategist. I know for a lot of years, Larry was the kind of guy that was brought in to turn markets around in the corporate world and now take those skills to helping businesses grow. Welcome back, Larry. I know, it's good to be back. I was thinking, how long has it been? Uh, I think it's been over a year. So I did that bad, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, you've been that busy. Yeah, that's true. Yes, that's true. That's a good thing. You've been that busy. That's right. Yes, it is a good thing. Tell us why you named your company Boiling Frog Development, because that is not a company name that most people would think of. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't by wisdom. It was just more by <laughs> choice and experience. As when I was growing those markets and turning them around, you know, a lot of times I focused on leadership, sales, process, people, culture, things of that nature. And what I found is that most people, when I walk in, they just always did things the way they'd always done it. Mm -hmm. And so they really hadn't realized that their environment has changed. And so it was based off the parable of the boiling frog, which mm -hmm. is throw a frog in hot water, senses right. the danger, jumps out, put it in cold water. When you slowly turn it up, doesn't recognize, sure. that becomes their demise. Mm -hmm. So when I formed the company, I thought Boiling Frog Development was, and I and, <laughs> I and I did that like within 15 minutes of forming the company. I'm like, that's so it ended up. Um, but what's neat about the name uh, is that like even this morning, that event we were at, mm -hmm. if somebody's heard the parable, mm -hmm. they know exactly what it is, right. Right? right? And if not, once you tell them, they catch it right yeah, away. So well, tell us, tell us what, what do you do? Yeah, so the focus, uh, most people, yeah, what do I do? I wonder no, that what someday. What do you do? <laughs> chase, chase my tail all day, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, a lot of people know me as, you know, the professional speaker and the author because that's the visible part. But really what I do, Sally, is I consult successful companies on how to grow. Mm -hmm. So from the, their strategy and their growth strategies on how to execute that. And so I help them with sales models, sales strategy, sales training, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And it is, uh, most days I have to pinch myself. I'm just so lucky to go in and learn about somebody's organization and help them say, okay, if you want to grow, here's the map and here's the process to do so. Oh, that's it's cool. cool. Yeah. That is, it's cool when you get to do something you like. I love it. Yeah. Well, before we were starting our recording here, you were talking about um, some of the things you see in companies and leaders that separate them from others. You made a couple of comments about the mentality of some thriving businesses. Can you share more about that? Yeah, what we were talking about was, um, you know, the qualities of some of those leaders and companies that grow really, really well. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the, the one that really sticks out that I talk to groups a lot is CEOs or leaders that have big picture thinking. Mm -hmm. It's really the idea. I think, you know, uh, I think it was Grant Cordon that wrote 10X Rule. Dan Sullivan talks a lot about this kind of concept. And, and we all three really kind of believe this. But the bigger that you really think about things, it changes the way in which you approach your business and the way in which you go after it. Mm -hmm. What I usually tell groups and leaders is that the bigger that you think about things, the less competition there is. Because most yeah. people don't think that big. Mm -hmm. So when you're trying to create that competitive advantage in your strategy, the bigger that you think about it, right, mm -hmm. then the, the bigger it'll it'll change the way you kind of function as an organization. Mm -hmm. And so I've been a big fan of this concept for a long time. That's very cool. Yeah. Well, can you share with us how that works? 
Yeah. So when you walk into kind of an organization and you start thinking about um, uh, growth, so they'll say, well, we want to grow 10% or 20%, mm -hmm. which is not uncommon for a business. What you realize at that time is that in order to grow 10%, as an example, you as an organization really only have to get just a little better, maybe a little faster mm -hmm. or work a little harder, mm -hmm. right, in order to get sure. that. But it's not a model for long-term success. You've got to start to think bigger so that you can start to put the things, the right people into places and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you an example. In fact, let's have fun here. We'll use the chamber, the Mesa chamber. So, okay. and we'll just use like fictitious <laughs> examples here okay. and stuff like that. But just imagine that all the chambers in the Valley, right? From, from Gilbert, Chandler, Mesa, Phoenix, all had a thousand members. Mm -hmm. And so the CEOs, they would all of that. Yeah. Well, some would, and some, yeah, I imagine. I think we would. Well, so we're again, fictitious, right? Yes. So, if, if they're all sitting around with their boards and they're saying, well, we want to grow 10%, that's 100 more members, uh -huh. or 20% is 200 more members. Sure. But what if I looked at you, Sally, and said, I think that the Mesa Chamber should focus on growing to 5,000 members instead of 10%. Mm -hmm. Think about how that changes the way you start thinking. But yeah, my heart just skipped a beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but yeah, obviously, there's a lot of other strategy that goes along with that. That's right. You just don't just work a little harder or a little smarter, right? Or a little faster. That's right. Because you can't work harder, faster, smarter. I mean, sure, you could just add salespeople and staff, and, mm -hmm. and, and you're really not more efficient. But you think about it, at the end of the day, you realize at that moment when I tell you that, that you have to become somebody different to run a 5,000-member sure. chamber, right? right, as a CEO. Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. your team does and the organization and that type of thing. And so really finding ways to create value mm -hmm. for your clients to be able, or your members in your case, mm -hmm. to be able to grow. I think, you know, one time we were having a conversation, again, fictitious number, but, I, you know, what would a, what would a member that paid, uh, made an investment of $50,000 a year in the Mesa Chamber, what would that look like? Right. And so when you start thinking like that, you almost have to backfill in your mind kind of, well, what kind of value would we have to have? Right. What kind of client would that be? Who would we have to be? What kind of problem do we solve? And how do we deliver that that value that makes a difference for them and see yeah. it? That's why I love this thinking is because it puts you in a whole different frame of mind sure. rather than just 10%. Right. So, yeah. That's, that will make me start thinking how. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge you after yeah. this. Well, can that concept apply to more than just business growth? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, uh, you know, I've, I've always in my life, Sally, I've always kind of focused this on my business and, and of course, helping businesses. But it can be in your faith, in your relationships. It can be, you know, in your leadership. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I talk to leaders about, you know, kind of having this big picture thinking. And here's a funny, I was just giving a speech just a few weeks ago to kind of like a young professionals network. Mm -hmm. I think the only reason they invited me to a young professionals because my last name's young. That's like the <laughs> only thing young about me anymore. But, uh, but I asked him, I said, uh, you know, I said, in this city, has there ever been, I said to the ladies, has there ever been a female mayor? Huh. And, and, you know, I was like, we all kind of thought, and I said, well, let's just go with the fact that there hasn't been. Mm -hmm. I said, just imagine if one of you ladies just thought right now that I want to be the first female mayor of this city. Mm -hmm. And you think about it, it goes back to the point, there's little competition in that thinking, right? Sure. But that, but at that point, you realize that I have to become something different. Mm -hmm. So it's not just applicable to business, it's applicable to us as leaders. Mm -hmm. Well, you've always been one that teaches what you practice. How do you use this in your own business? <laughs> I use this every day. I, I told my, my son asked me not that long ago, he said, um, 
know, dad, you know, we were talking about heroes and stuff. And he goes, who are, who are you? You know, who's your hero, dad? And of course, mm-hmm. at 16, I'm probably not his hero anymore. At, at eight, I was, you know. <laughs> but uh, I, I said, you know, I'm always chasing the me of a year from now or five years from now. Aww, and I've always yeah. got a big picture of that. And I use this in my business. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you a great story. And it's kind of humble. It's, it's kind of hard to tell because uh, you know I'm a humble guy, right? But I think you are. Yeah. But this is a this is a really good story that I think uh, for your leaders of this big picture thinking. So a number of years ago when I became a professional speaker, I think my first paid gig was like $1,500 for a keynote, right? Uh-huh. And I was I was on cloud nine, right? Sure. This was a big deal. And so I got to test it and see if I, if I liked it. And then I started cold calling after I got done. I'm like, I got to do this more, right? Mm-hmm. Came across an, an opportunity and the lady's like, yep, yep. Sounds good. Sounds good. Larry, what, what do you, what, what's the investment? And I'm sitting there literally with a piece of paper, like crossing numbers off. Like, I just, what, what am I worth? What I got to do? And all of a sudden, I just shot out of my mouth. I said, $6,400. And she said, yeah, all right, that's right in budget. So I realized at that particular moment, like we were just uh-huh. talking, that I had to become a $6,400 speaker, mm-hmm. right? I couldn't do a $1,500 right. job. So fast forward, I'm all excited again. And I'm cold calling again. The next one, about a year later, it's like every October, this seems to happen. Sure. And the next one comes up and same type of thing, crossing numbers off. And I go, 12 grand. And the guy goes, no problem. Wow. And so here I am. I'm pumping yeah. on. So now this is the funny part of the story. You'll love this. So I'm sitting there listening to a big name speaker and he's bragging about how he makes 25 grand a keynote, you know, turn stuff, you know, one of those mm-hmm. types. And so I, so now I'm cold calling and I'm, I'm doing these events. And a guy walks up to me afterwards. He says, hey, I run a bank here in town. He goes, um, love to have you come and give this same type of message. What do you charge? And I said, $25,100. <laughs> he, he looked at me and goes, what's the 100 for? I said, there's a reason. <laughs> you, you know, the competitive side. Yes. All right. So you realize at that moment, just like we were talking about the business, that you have to become somebody different, mm-hmm. right? You have to be able to evolve. So we actually heard this morning, which is something I truly believe in, I think we were told, say yes, and then figure it out. Yes. It's kind of that idea. Like, I always tell people, we do it here all like, the time. like, I'm selling stuff that I don't have, just <laughs> relying on the fact that I know I'm going to figure it out, sure. right? But I think this is where this all ties back to the first story or the first conversation. Uh-huh. If I was a keynote speaker at $1,500, and every year I just said, okay, I'm going to go up 10% in my fee, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what most businesses do. I would have only charged two thousand right. dollars for that one. I charged twenty five. That's the ten x thinking. Yeah. And so businesses, especially as we're coming out of the pandemic, I encourage them to start thinking bigger than they've ever thought before. Mm-hmm. Those great things can happen. That's very cool. This has been a Mesa Chamber of Commerce Inside Business podcast. You can find all podcast episodes at iTunes, Spotify, or your own favorite podcast website. You can also find them online at mesachamber.org. Content of this podcast is copyright the Mesa Chamber of Commerce, unless otherwise noted.